Worship House on Rui Popedio Daily Companion. Bring us to exactly 11 minutes after 7. Let's now welcome Apostle Robert Nyalungu. Apostle, good evening and welcome to Rui Popet. Uh, good evening, Godfrey, and good evening to dear listeners of Radio Popet. And how is the Apostle this evening? Uh, this evening I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm super. The Amen. Can you please good. raise the your Lord voice for us, Murti? Yeah, I say I'm super. Uh, the Lord is good. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank, yes. thank you very much, Murti. Today we're talking about the the manifold wisdom of God. Yes. Yes. Uh, and where, where do we start? What, what is it all about, Murti? If you may maybe explain that to uh, for us or to us to understand, Hori, what do you mean by manifold wisdom of God? Yeah. When when we talk about the manifold wisdom of God or the manifested aspect of God's, God's wisdom, which the Apostle Paul talks about, the hidden wisdom of God, which was hidden for our glory. In essence, what encompasses that particular wisdom is that this is the wisdom that, you know, God hid in himself before the foundation of the world, because as we all know that God is, has foreknowledge, or he knows all things. In Daniel 2, verse 20, it says that God dwells in light, yet he knows what's in the dark. And what we then see is that God already knew, you know, throughout all the ages, and this is the mystery of all ages, and that mystery being Christ, the different aspects or different manifestations of Christ, who is God's Word and who is God. And it's also revealed as the wisdom of God and as the power of God. But it's revealed based on what the need of men will be at that particular age or generation or time. Secondly, because he dwells in that and knows what's in the dark, when that wisdom is made known according to Ephesians 3 verse 12, verse 9, it talks about that manifold wisdom of God being made known by the church. So the, me- the medium or the means by which this wisdom is displayed here on earth is an entity called the church, Ecclesia, the called out, and it says it's made known unto principalities and powers. And the reason being is that whatever it's planned in the dark, already before it comes to the human race to destroy the humankind, God already has a plan before the plan of the enemy and how to rescue men from whatever darkness has planned against the human race. So that so, manifold so, so. wisdom of God reveals that. And it's demonstrated throughout Scripture. Mm. So what you are saying is God has hidden certain things uh, for the church uh, so that it can be revealed to the world through the church, not to the church. He didn't hide that to the church, but for the church so that he can maybe reveal that to the world. Is that what you are saying? That's what exactly I'm saying. And to prove that point is that it is also can be seen throughout Scripture so that people should not just say, you know, the apostle is now coming with a revelation that's not uh, based on the word of God. For example, 
uh, and I give a typical example of the story of Joseph Daniel, because we understand during the time of Joseph, prior to the famine coming on the earth, God already moved through the life of this young man, gave him a vision, uh, and, and it looked like a vision about his life. And I want to emphasize this, the vision looked like it was just about his life. It was saying, this is who Joseph will be. But the, the, uh, 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 that identity of who he was going to be and the process of development to become what God had said he will be ultimately had the final purpose of saving people because of what was coming on the earth. Now, we know that anything, whether it's famine, things like those, whether it's a tornado, whatever that is that comes mm. and wants to destroy human life, God has a plan to save human life. Okay. Is, is it possible that the God cannot do anything then, Marut, without revealing it to the church? Yes. Actually, the Old Testament says, you know, for, because when you look at your Joseph, or we, we, the people through whom God revealed this wisdom in the Old Testament, they were part of the people who were called out. So what am I saying? I'm saying the called out who were his chosen in the Old Testament who were Israel, it was through them that God displayed this wisdom. Mm. But when the wisdom was displayed, it did not just save the Israelites, it saved other people. And it is the same wisdom that now God, through his church, who are also the called out, that God is giving back this wisdom to men so that men can come up with... Because when we talk about wisdom, wisdom is very different because wisdom... It's application of knowledge, it's knowing what to do, when to do it, that when it's ultimately done, it brings an ultimate solution to a need that is there that the human race has. Okay, and, and so so we should be concerned as the body of Christ if we can say we don't know what God is up to, we don't know God's plans for our lives today. It simply means it is not... Uh, God, who's failing us, but it is us, the church, who've, we've got a, who have a problem of not maybe hearing from him in terms of what is it that he wants to do, or what is it that he has already done? Yeah, I think, God, first of all, we need to, as I said, in this revelation, uh, uh, with all of them, whether it was with Solomon, whether it was Joseph, or what, with Daniel, they had to understand their unique identity. They had to understand who they were, and, and that's Really, the main issue, that's what the Holy Spirit has been doing in the body of Christ for quite some years, to give us back our unique identity that we're in the world, but we're not of the world, you know. And, and that is symbolized by Daniel and by also by Joseph. For example, Daniel, he says, and he purposed in his heart, you know, not to eat the food that the king was providing. So if we as the church, because we don't understand who we are, will end up partaking and eating from what the Babylonian system offers, we will then lose our identity. We will lose our saltiness. And Jesus says, you know, if we lose our saltiness, we're then good for nothing but to be trampled underfoot by men. So we need to understand who we are, that we are unique. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. So we need to maintain our unique identity, and especially now when everything is getting darker. I mean, Isaiah says, and Thick darkness will cover the people. But it says, you arise, and we arise because of the light of revelation. And that light reveals to us who we are and reveals who God is. When we understand and know who we are and know who God is, as Daniel says, we will do great exploits in the midst of great challenges. So, so we need to, to, to maintain our unique identity as the body of Christ and understand our function and our purpose 
so that we do not lose our saltiness. And our saltiness is mostly lost when it's mingled with certain substances of the world that are trying to dilute who we are. And in that loss of, in that dilution, we then miss our function. And why does the enemy want to do that, dilute our, our saltiness? Is because he knows once our saltiness is diluted, then he can mess with the world. But he cannot mess with people until, you know, we uh, uh, lose our saltiness. So he will target us so that we lose our saltiness, so that it allows his plan to thrive in the world. But as long as we maintain our unique identity in these great times, we will be able to bring many to the knowledge of the truth and by so doing, rescue them from the darkness that's in the world into the glorious light of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. What is the general state of the church like, Maruti? Are, Are we in a situation, are we in that place where we can be able to receive from the Lord, where we can be able to say, yes, we have heard God speaking uh, to us, or are we focusing more on those uh, little things that could be uh, dividing us as the body of Christ? Yes, Godfrey, but you know, the Lord gave me a show word um, late last year, and he spoke to me and showed me a vision that we're going to come to the unit of the body of Christ, especially in South Africa, that he has set things in motion to bring about that unity in, in the body because the, the thing here has been this unity. But remember, this unity has been coming from denomination. It's been coming from ministers that have been preaching. You know, It's been coming from wrong teaching. But God is going to bring through the flood of revelation and truth where we uniquely understand our unique identity and our, our, our membership in the body of Christ as unique members of the body, but we are going to see the body as a united force. All right. So, yeah. Okay, can you please give us that verse again for, for people to go back to it and read it? Because I want us to really develop this habit of referring whatever that we say to, to the Word of God. You cannot afford to just receive everything that you have been told without checking or finding out whether it's true or not in the Bible, whether it's there in the Bible or not. Go you back. know, Godfrey, that's my practice. I think Radio Pupit listeners already know me by now. <laughs> yeah. But when you're dealing with Apostle Nyalungu, you're going to have more than three scriptures yeah, to support the yeah, point. Yeah. You know, like we said the other time I was with you, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Shall be established we yeah. cannot build doctrine on one particular verse of scripture. Or on signs and wonders. We, c- we, can, um, don't, we tell- can do that, unless if you're looking for trouble. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Give, so give us those scriptures then. It has to be word-based. Okay, mm. I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 3. Yes, Ephesians chapter 3. Yes, and I would like to read it from verse 1. Hmm. And this Apostle Paul says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery. So here he's talking about the mystery that was made known to him by revelation. And he says this revelation came by God's grace. That yeah. means it's not something I sought for, but mm-hmm. it's something that I was sought for. For. Yeah, I want to repeat that. It's not something I I sought for, but it's something for which I was sought for. Mm, because it's like in Revelation, when when Jesus is ready to give John the revelation, the book of Revelation, or the revelation of the end time. Yeah. you know, it was the Lord giving it. It was God giving it to Jesus, and Jesus sending the angel to reveal to John. It's in the same way that there were things that were revealed to Daniel concerning the end time. So. 
This is not some weird revelation people are seeking for. It's when God seeks you yeah. so that through you he can reveal what will happen in the end time and, some, and most of the time even reveal what the mm. enemy has planned in the end time and give you the wisdom to, to come in, in, in a place where you can actually hinder and prevent the plan of the enemy when it happens. It can, can, I, can I say, Muruti, then that that requires us to be in a relationship, what I call a, an intimate relationship with God, where, when, where God looks at us and sees us as his friends, where he can be able to share with us even uh, his secrets, Muruti. I think it, it requires that type of a relationship, not a relationship when you just come to somebody and ask him whatever that you need, and after that you forget all about them. It is true, God. You, you just quoted it so rightly. Because Prophet says he shares his secrets with the upright. So there's a specific type of people with whom he shares his secrets. Yeah. And David, in, in, in Psalms, he says he will show them his covenant. And he talks about those who fear him. You know, when we spoke about this in presenting in GBR, one of the things I, I showed which gives us access to the secret of God or to the hidden wisdom of God is what's called the fear of God. Mm. And the fear of God is not, you know, people once say it's the reverence of God, but it's more than that. It, it's honoring God. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's giving God first place. Mm-hmm. So you have to give him first place for him to, to, to be willing to share his secrets with you. Yeah. That means you must have a heart-to-heart connection with God. I think this that is one element that we we are lacking in the body of Christ today. The fear of God. That's why we just do whatever we want to do. We don't even care uh, what the word of God is saying about that particular thing that we want to do. So if it feels good, we just do it. If it feels right, we just do it without thinking, oh, what will God do when he finds out that we have done this particular thing or when you have when he finds out that you have sinned against him i don't know if you get my point there i think it's something that we really need before we can do anything we need to ask ourselves sorry what would jesus do exactly but but look at it this way when we read the book of Acts, it tells us that and the fear of god was upon the church yeah and one of the things that is shows that wisdom of god the manifold wisdom of god in operation is this is that during that time there was a famine that's going to come and through the prophetic gift in the church god revealed what was going to come so they began to prepare for a time that was yet to come Mm. you see one of the things about god that reveals who god is is the fact that he's all-knowing and if he's all-knowing that means he has the ability to prevent something before it even happens he dwells with light yet he knows what's in the dark so before darkness comes God is able to give us a solution as to what to do before and even during that, uh, whatever that might be, that darkness is is, is purpose to happen on the earth, to destroy human life because God cares about human life. Okay. Give us the next point, Maruti. Yeah, so here he says how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery. You know, when something is a mystery, it's something, like I said, it's hidden. The only way you can know a mystery is when it's revealed, unveiled, uncovered. You know, and he says, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men. So he tells us that this mystery that he's talking about was not made known in other ages. Now, we're living in the end of the ages, but there have been other ages. Mm. And he says, which, has, which, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit. So he tells us now the means by which these mysteries are revealed. He says, they are revealed by the Spirit. 
So how did Daniel know these things? By the Spirit. You remember in the book of Daniel, the king said about Daniel, there's a spirit of a holy God in him, and he had knowledge of, of visions and mysteries and revelations, the ability to interpret. And that's what wisdom means. Mm. Wisdom is the ability to interpret mysteries. Is the ability to can go in and look at something that is a parable or enigma and have the ability to interpret it and, and in its proper context, such that when it's interpreted, it will ultimately bring about a solution to the human race. And that's the story of, of Joseph. He had the ability to interpret a dream that was talking about a time that was to come, and in the ability to interpret that dream and administer it, he was able to save the whole world from a collapse that was coming. Here's what's interesting, Godfrey. Mm. God was already speaking of something that was going to come, but people could not interpret it. You know, I've read accounts of the, what happened in terms of the tsunami, and many people prior to the tsunami, even children, woke up, will tell their parents the dreams they mm. had. Mm. That the dreams looked like they did not make sense, but the parents could not interpret what okay. those children were dreaming. Okay. And as a result, the tsunami happened. They realized later mm. that actually those dreams were referring to the tsunami. All right. So God so, so, speaks even to that. The problem with us is that sometimes we don't hear him or we can't even understand what he's saying. That's the whole point. You find that most of the time there's no, we, we cannot interpret what God is saying. Mm. So the ability, that, because that interpretation comes when we, we, have the, we, we, we have access to this wisdom of God. And I'm saying the key to that access is the fear of God, the honor of God, our ability to place God's word above. You know, we see that in the life of Daniel, when Daniel placed God's word and refused to eat, you know. The reason God honored Daniel is because Daniel himself honored God's word. Mm. We see that in the same in the life of Joseph when he refused to sleep with Potiphar's wife, that he honored the word of God. And because he placed the word of God above, God revealed wisdom to him. He revealed his wisdom. He revealed things that were going to happen in his time. And when, with that revelation, Joseph was able to save people, not just save his own life, mm -hmm. but save other people as well. Okay. And again, Muruti, what, is, what was God saying to, 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 to us, more especially before the economic meltdown, Muruti? Do you think or maybe we could have experienced the same uh, situation as uh, Joseph? Because God told him before, and again, he prepared him in terms of what is it that he needs to do to prepare the nation for that uh, coming catastrophe. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, one of the things we saw, Ko, Ko, I think uh, 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 a convener, Mr. Mseleku, brought a, a clip yeah. of the guy. Um, God began to tell this guy that there's going to come this economic collapse. Okay. And he's an economist. And he's, they started interviewing him. All right. That, that is before the... Before. Before yeah. this whole thing. Mm. And every time he spoke, other economists and people would laugh at him. Mm. He was in one program after the other. He was at, at some point interviewed by Dr. Larry King. Mm. And they laughed at him. Okay. He would state why this thing is going to collapse. And they said to him, it does not make economic sense. But that's what God was revealing to that guy. Mm -hmm. And you know what has happened? After the collapse, is the guy that most biz, uh, companies sought out. I know he's very rich now. Okay. But he became rich because God gave him a revelation and he was mm. trying to talk to the world about what was going to happen. And you know what? They refused to listen. Yeah. And what did he say we should do after that? 
<laughs> he had said, you know, one of the things, I mean, like now, yeah. uh, you know, one of our, our favorite books, we love, Coco GBR, mm. it, it's, it's The Great Wealth Transfer, yeah. you know, uh, by uh, this prophet, I, men- I mention it now, uh, M- M- Moreau, Moreau, uh, not Mass Moreau, yeah. the, the other one. And he talks about how to be saved from what's about to happen. Yeah. And he talks about the, the blood um and it talks about the oil in Revelation. It talks about the fact that that angel, when he came on the earth, he came to, to deal with the economic. And why is God doing this? God mm. is dealing with things because they were not built according to divine pattern. Yeah. They were not built on right foundations. Mm. They were not built on Christ. So whatever is not built on Christ will collapse. It doesn't matter what it is. Because he is the rock, he is the solid foundation. The Bible says, the rock which the builders have rejected has not become the chief cornerstone. And maybe we don't understand what that means. When, when the Bible says Christ has become the chief cornerstone, it means he is the rock upon which all other foundations are held together in divine and proper order. Mm-hmm. So if we're not building on him, whatever that we are building will not be able to stand if it's not built on the right and correct knowledge of the word and applied in our lives now. Okay. Well, one definition that I read many years ago on uh, Christ being the cornerstone, it says it's a rock that gives the, the building its shape and again it holds the whole building together. For me, Murud, it means that uh, uh, you know, Christ should define us. Every time when people look at the church, they must see uh, Christ as that important rock. That's the important stone that gives us our shape. That's on my own interpretation, by the way, Maruti. Please, we're going to talk about uh, more about that one, Maruti. Uh, what was prophesied? Maybe what is it that we need to do <laughs> to get yeah. out of where, uh, the mess that we find ourselves in? I think we need to really seek God and seek Horbanohori. What is it? Sabata wa residi rayalo mo lezatsing la kumpiano. Chora ferajalo mo rutiga yourself a cup, a glass of water, or a cup of tea, and then mo I'll get back to you in two minutes time. Thank you. All right. Ke apostol Robert Nyalungu mo ready puppet really your daily companion. Arakatala kopele shuma bidile busupa kholwa kuring iya porobi. Tsatarotola pelelena.
come home, those who are weary, come home, bring us to exactly 23 minutes to eternally. Apostle Robert Nyalungu, the manifold wisdom of God, that is what we are talking about. If we can go back to that interesting topic here, uh, what, what happened? Happened like when I know the world uh, economy was changed, and many people did not know uh, what happened. And again, some speculated by saying there were people who manipulated the economy, who wanted the economy uh, to crash, and, and all that. But you are saying, God warned us about that so that we can be ready for that, right? Yes, mm. let's, let's just define things in simple terms. Yeah, there are two kingdoms the kingdom of light. The mm. kingdom of darkness. Amen. That scripture in Daniel 2, it says, God dwells with light, and yet he knows what's in the dark. First Samuel says, God is the God of knowledge. Mm. He's all-knowing. That means, you know, he knows what the enemy is planning. He knows everything. Yeah. You know, Acts chapter 13, it says, known to God from eternity all his works. God possesses all knowledge of all things at all times. Nothing is ever a surprise. Now, for manifestation, either the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness on the earth, or whatever it wants to bring, it mm. has to operate through men. Both kingdoms are dependent on men. Oh, okay. You're right. Okay. Now, so the enemy uses men to make sure his whatever that he wants to do comes to pass. Exactly. And so, so does God. So, so does God. Now, okay. God loves men. God is in a, in, in, a, in a way of saving the human race. Yeah. He loves the human race. You see, that's why the story of, of Joseph, most of the time when we emphasize, we look at the Jews. But what happened through the wisdom that God gave Joseph saved the whole human race mm. from famine. Yeah. But it was revealed through his people. And because of that wisdom, his people occupied a primary position. Now, I am saying we mm. have confessed that we're the heads and not the tail. That knowledge is true. But that knowledge to become a reality is going to become a reality through the manifestation of God's wisdom. Because wisdom is the ability to use knowledge correctly. It's knowing when to apply a particular knowledge. Mm. So we've known that's who we are. But what's going to make us that to the point where the world begins to see who we are is going to be the wisdom of God. All right. But just how are we going to tap into that wisdom of God? By simply uh, living our lives the way we live it without seeking the face of God, without really praying or what? What will happen? While we are sleeping, God will just share with us his wisdom. Yeah. What will happen? That, the three examples I like to always make when I talk about that, and which is what I've already said. You know, mm. one of the things that shows us about Joseph that made God made him access the wisdom of God. Number one, he was God's chosen person. Yeah. The same with Daniel. So mm. these were Jews. Secondly, they were called out, called out of Egypt. Yeah. Like we are called out of sin. Number three is that they had the spirit of God. In the same way, we have now received the spirit who's not from the world, but the spirit who's from God, that we may know the things or we may know the deep secrets of God. So what gives us access to those hidden wisdom, to the knowledge of God, mm. is going to be the Spirit of God. Okay. Even as stated here by Paul, he says, which in other ages was not made known to, to, was not made known to the sons of God, as it has now 
been revealed mm. by the Spirit of God. So who's the one who's going to reveal it to us? The Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Because what makes us God's people is His Spirit. Romans chapter 8 says, He that does not have the Spirit of Christ is none of His. So what makes us His is His Spirit. So what's important as a believer is that we are not to grieve the Holy Spirit because He's the one who's going to reveal these things to us. Okay. So, well, so, so, so the agent or the means by which we have access to these secrets is the Spirit of God. Hmm. Now, that's what the Paul, Apostle Paul writes in First Corinthians chapter 2. He says, Who knows the things of men but the Spirit in men? He says, No man knows the things of God except the Spirit of God who knows the deep things of God. So how did Jesus walk in this deep knowledge of God? Because Jesus had the Spirit of God in him. And the Spirit of God revealed to him the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Remember the first parable he taught? He said, It is given for you to know. To know what? The mysteries of the kingdom of God. Meaning the kingdom of God is a mystery. Mm. And what do I mean that it's a mystery? Because the kingdom of God does not come with observation. You cannot see it physically. But he said the kingdom of God is within you. And the kingdom of God which is within you rules over all other kingdoms. So though we have the kingdom of God, as children of God, we don't know how to operate in the kingdom of God. Because every time Jesus operated in the kingdom, he operated above the natural. Yeah. So we will find many children of God subject to the natural instead of the natural being subject to them because they are citizens of the kingdom of God, which is superior to any other kingdom. That's why, as a child of God, you cannot be defeated. You cannot be under, because you are in the kingdom that's already over all other kingdoms. But it is the application of that knowledge of the kingdom of God that sets you apart from the rest of other people. For example, when you look at the, the example that Jesus gives of a, a one who builds his house upon a rock, he says, the one who also builds on the sand, he says, the wind, the rain came. They all came, you know, they beat on the same houses. In other words, even though we're in the world and we, we, we're not of it, we'll go through things that they go through. The only difference is after it all, we will still be the ones standing. Then they're going to ask us, why are you still standing? And we'll be able to testify to the fact that we're standing because our lives are anchored by Christ. Hmm. The reason we can go through the same thing they go through and not break is because the one who holds us is stronger. So it will become a great time for great weakness to the kingdom of God. When everything is shaking and everything is collapsing, we have received or we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken because there's nothing in this world, there's nothing in darkness that can shake this kingdom. Yeah. So it is during these times actually that the kingdom of God will gain greater momentum than in any other kingdom because it's during the time when it's getting dark and the Bible says we... We, we, we will arise, because in the kingdom of God, there's no darkness. It's the kingdom of light. Hmm. So our light will begin to shine. And yeah. I'm saying that light mm -hmm. is the light of revelation. And revelation is knowledge. So what will set us apart is what we know. 
Yeah, I think this message, Muruti, will really change the lives of Christians who are now living in constant fear with regard to what will be happening and what might happen and uh, and stuff like that, ignoring or not knowing what the Word of God has already said about the, 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 the end times. At the end of the day, it is the kingdom of God that will prevail. And again, Christ says, I will build my church upon this rock and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. It looks like it is our ignorance of, of the kingdom of God is really keeping us captive, Muruti, uh, what is happening. We can't live, in, live freely without waiting because we don't know that, Muruti. What can we say uh, to the listeners? I'm glad you quoted one, one text that I quoted on the presentation, and that's hmm. that, you know, upon this rock, I will build. Yeah. So when God builds, he builds on a rock, but the rock, according to Isaiah, it must be a tested rock, a sure foundation meaning he tested, he puts it through the fire. One of the things that build the altar of God in the Old Testament, he said, when you build me an altar, do mm. not use bricks. That means use natural stones, because natural stones have gone through all seasons of life. Yeah. So don't build me something that won't stand, but you must build it on natural stone. Don't, don't tamper with the stones. Mm. Not man-made uh, things. I'm telling you, mm. and, and, and the church, we are living stones that have not been tempered by men. And I must say something, you, we have to be careful that men don't tamper with you in that doctrine so that you can become a living stone. And what makes you a living stone is the Holy Spirit. That makes you a living stone that is built on the rock, that's Christ, you know, and the gates of hell. Now, remember what he said. He said, who do men say I am? And they said, whatever. And, and then he asked, ultimately asked them, he says, who do you say I am? They had walked with him for quite some time. And he says, they seen him healed. Some would have said you are the healer. Some would have said you are the dead raiser, the ear healer, the blind. You know, all aspects of what he did. But who, who, what he did had a lot to, to do with who he was. So he asked them the root question, who am I? You know, and Peter, by revelation that came from the Spirit of God, said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Because you could identify that he was the Christ, the rock of ages, the rock upon which Jacob laid his head, the rock that Jacob anointed, symbolizing that Christ is the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus said, you are Peter, you are a stone. But he said, but upon this rock, the rock of revelation, the rock being Christ, I will build my church. And the gate of hate. Why would immediately Jesus go to the gate of hate? He says, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gate of hate will not prevail against it. Because he knew once he builds what is in heaven here on earth, that the demonic powers will want to prevent uh, the building of the body of Christ here on earth. Because that will symbolize a gateway between heaven and earth. So the church, basically, this is serious stuff. That means, I always say to people, when you walk in a church, you've got to find heaven on earth in that church, because that's the gateway of heaven. That means stuff is going up and down. You remember in, in John chapter 1, he said to Nathaniel, from henceforth you will see the angels descend and ascend upon the Son of God. Who's the Son of God? Christ, the church. We are his body. So when people meet us, they must meet heaven on earth. They must hear heaven. When you enter a house of God and it's a true church, you must hear heaven speaking to you while you are still here on earth so that you align yourself while living here on earth with heaven so that whatever you are producing here on earth is in line with heaven. 
and you are able to, to produce of heaven while here on earth. And therefore, you are experiencing heaven on earth. Because the idea of God, as Jesus said, was that let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus died so the kingdom can come on earth again, as it was with Adam in the beginning. So they will have access to heaven while living here on earth. I know most people are rushing to heaven, but heaven is rushing to get heaven inside man. So that we can live heaven on earth while here on the earth. So that we align and build here on earth what's built in heaven. Like Moses built the, the tabernacle that was he built on earth according to the patterns of what was built in heaven. So that people who came in here on earth, it was as if they were getting inside heaven. Because everything was built according to the right patterns as shown him on the mount. So the one, what is the other work of the Holy Spirit? Jesus said is to show us things to come. So we were, we were never meant to be taken by surprise by yeah. anything while fellowshipping with a God who knows everything. Okay, all right. Muridi, what more can we learn with regards to the manifold wisdom of God this evening? Yes, one of the things we touched on they looked at the wisdom of God is that the wisdom of God brings wealth. It brings wealth? Yes. Okay, how so? There's no, <laughs> there's no wise person who's not wealthy with the wisdom of God. And that's what Proverbs chapter 8 says. He says, I have enduring wealth. Now, we just read that in Proverbs, but if you look at in its application, when the wisdom of God was in display through the life of Joseph, who had the wealth of Egypt? Joseph. Mm. Who had I, the wealth? I, I, in, can, in I can hear somebody already saying, there goes another prosperity teaching. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you cannot deny the, the poverty. The poverty. The poverty preacher is from is from the kingdom of darkness. The oh. kingdom of God brings wealth and well-being to human grace. Oh, okay, all right. Let me give yeah. you an ample time already to explain yourself. We are yeah. listening. Yeah. Yes. Let's okay. look at uh, uh, Daniel. Mm. During the the times of Daniel, every time he displayed the wisdom of God, the king promoted him. Promotion came with increase. So the mm. kingdom of God or the wisdom of God brings increase of mm. the increase of his government and peace. Peace meaning salom, prosperity. There will be no end. So when the kingdom of God is in operation, it brings increase where there is decrease. Secondly, we see the very same thing, whether it was during Esther, when the wisdom of God was displayed, she was promoted, Mordecai the same thing, and they were put in, a, in positions of honor. Now, why is this very critical and very important? Because Isaiah chapter 2 says the mountain of the Lord's house will be established on top of all other mountains. Mm. If we're going to establish God's wisdom on top, we must be on top. What does Proverbs say? He says wisdom will bring you promotion. So wisdom will set you apart and will set you on high. It will not just be knowledge. It's the wisdom of God, the correct application of knowledge that's going to set you apart in that company where you're working is the correct application of knowledge that's going to set you apart as a businessman or a businesswoman because you have that wisdom because you fear god now it doesn't matter the circumstances in which you are living 
because this wisdom of God has been displayed throughout ages through certain people, and every time when it was applied, in regardless of the circumstances, it lifted whoever had access to it, it lifted them on top. There's no one who had this wisdom and was never lifted on top. Look at Solomon. We talk about the wisdom of Solomon. Jesus is greater than Solomon is here. You know, and we have that greater one. So we should have access as the body of Christ to greater wisdom than what Solomon had. And when that wisdom during the time of Solomon was displayed, even the Queen of Sheba came to hear the wisdom of Solomon, but not just to hear, to see the application of that wisdom. And, and you know, Godfrey, this is interesting. When the wisdom of God was totally applied in the life of Solomon, the Bible tells us of in things that were brought to him from all over the world. He mm. became the richest king. This is how serious this wisdom is. You know, when we, he said, with this wisdom comes, come, comes wealth, comes riches. And that's the wisdom I'm talking about. We, right. see, mm. we see the same during the times of Daniel. All right, yeah. Now, once it's there, Maruti, once we've got the scriptures that are supporting that, nobody can argue with you. I mean, who are we to question the Word of God as long as it's there in the Word of God? I mean, so we'd rather uh, believe it once we know it's there in the Word of God, Maruti. Am I right? Because we, we cannot live a, a life whereby we don't live our lives based on the Word of God and again criticize or, or question anything, everything that is there in the Word of God. We need to make sure at, at some point we tore the line that is where we, we stop. If it's there in the Word of God, if the verses are confirming, especially if you have three or more verses confirming what's been said, we need to be able to come to a conclusion and say, that means it is there, that means it's biblical, that it means it's from God. We need to have that type of attitude, Maruti. What do you think? No, that, that's true, God. Yeah. And maybe let's take it even further. Now I like to take things further. All right. Let's look at it in the New Testament, mm. the book of Acts. Now, it says something, Godfrey, that it's a bit of a shock. Mm. Because it talks about how they were one, and that there was none who lacked anything amongst them, and that the world feared them. Now, I looked at that word fear, because it's the same word that's used during Mordecai, that the people who were not Jews feared the Jews. It's the same word God uses when he reinstates the mandate from human race to Noah. He says, and the beast will fear you. They had, it, it is the same way that is also said when the children of Israel left Egypt. It says, Egypt had fear of them. You know, one of the verses that shocked me, it says the people in Egypt had high esteem of Moses. Hmm. Meaning, the world must have high esteem of the church, as it was in the book of Acts. And what was the second thing? They walked in, 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 in unity. What was the third thing? There was none who lacked anything amongst them. Godfrey, I mean, that is a very serious thing. Mm. You are talking a church that was totally growing, taking over Jerusalem, and amongst them, there was no one who lacked. No one. In the same way, in the wilderness, they did not lack. Yeah. So it means if he's the same God then, he was the same God now, and he was the same God in Acts. So he has no change. 
It's a wonderful evening. And the song goes like this. Here Rata Jesus. Waka.
Studio Plus ke lefelo le le tlhagisang dikgatiso tsa television le mantswe. Fa o batla tshedimosetso ka dikgatiso tsa mantswe le di video, go hira di diriswa mo go le go fetolela di video go DVD, o ka ikgolaganya le Studio Plus mo 012-334-1200. Kana wa ya go websiteng www.radiopulpit.co.za go na le mabaka le melao. You will be able to listen to Derek Prince in the morning at 5 on your favorite program, Mpatalatzani, starting from the 15th of April. Do you still have an Mnet decoder? Then I want to invite you to join Francois Buerta and I, Bonolo Ngosi, every Monday morning at 6.30 to watch Heartbeat. It's also repeated on Thursday mornings at 6.30. So tune into CSN Channel 8 on your Mnet decoder on Monday and Thursday mornings at 6.30 for your half-hour dose of Heartbeat inspiration. For more info, go to radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. One minute after after eight, more real property daily companion manifold wisdom of God. Yes, Yes, Are you back? I'm back. I'm back. Yes, Yes. Yeah. Where were you? Where were we? You are, you are yes. sitting there, but it's also there in the in the in the New Testament. Yes. Yeah. We, we said uh, the 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 wisdom of God uh, brings promotion. The wisdom of God brings wealth. Mm. It brings favor. And we 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 see this all everywhere. You know, look at the life of Jesus. It says, and he grew in wisdom, and in favor. Mm. because it sets you apart. That's the thing about the wisdom of God. You know, when you and I are seeking God, friend, there's ten of us, and somebody comes and resolves something we cannot resolve, we wonder where did this man possess this knowledge to know how to put this thing together. So it sets him or her apart. And wisdom, the wisdom of God is not knowledge. I want to emphasize that. The wisdom of God is, you know, the Bible talks about the children of Issachar who knew what Israel should do, who knew the times and knew what Israel should do, not say do. In other words, when they did and or when they applied that knowledge and what they did is what distinguished them from the rest. So we need to make, have that clear definition here. Wisdom is not just knowledge. Wisdom is knowing what to do with the knowledge. Because you can have knowledge and display it at the wrong time. So wisdom is what will give you the ability to apply that knowledge in the right situation, in the right circumstances. So okay. they knew. So, so it's, it's basically that wisdom that will help us to... To, to hear from God in terms of what is it that God wants us to do. And again, that very same wisdom will see to it that we do things wisely in such a manner that we become successful uh, to the extent that we end up being wealthy according to the Word of God. We should really uh, not look for, you know, the, the, the fruit that come as a result of wisdom, but seek wisdom first. Exactly. Actually, Proverbs chapter 8 talks about the revenue of wisdom. It says wisdom will bring inheritance. It tells you all that wisdom will bring you. So the yeah. fruit of wisdom, it says, it talks about enduring fruits. Mm. So we see it was that wisdom applied. And I'm saying the, the access to it. You remember Jesus is talking to the lawyers during his days, and he says to them, you 
do not enter in and therefore you have closed the door and you have taken away the key of knowledge. What is that key of knowledge? Access to knowledge. He talks about things that gives us access. And that key is simply the fear of God. Because they stopped fearing God, they could not have access to the wisdom of God. I like what Colossians says. It says, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Mm. That means there's there's not only one treasure. There are treasures. So in Christ, the Word of God, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And we have access to that wisdom. Which is why Paul prays to, 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 to the Ephesian church. He says, I pray that God may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that you may know. So here's how things are. God who knows all things, God who possesses all knowledge, already knew about this time. He already knew when and what will be happening now. But it is his wisdom that can help us to apply that knowledge here in the now that will distinguish us from the rest of the people in the world. And when that wisdom is applied, even when catastrophes come, our house will still be standing. Actually, we can build in the midst of collapse because we know we are building on higher principles. So in regardless of what's happening, that wisdom will set us apart. That wisdom will promote us. That wisdom will bring us wealth. Everybody who's wealthy, Godfrey, they brought a solution to the human race. So God gave them an idea, and that exactly. idea made them wealthy. Exactly. For mm. example, look at the, you know, the, 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 the woman who, who assisting with giving birth during the time of Moses when Herod was, the midwives, when Herod was killing children. What mm. happened? The Bible says they feared God, and because they feared God, God gave them houses. Now, now, you, you have to be blind not to see that, that because they feared God, they had access to the wisdom of God, mm. and that wisdom promoted them to a place where they had things. Because, not because they worked for a rich man, because they feared God. And that's what Solomon asked for. Mm. He asked for wisdom, and he became the wealthiest person on the earth. Because that wisdom promoted him. It set him apart. Okay, so I'm reminded again of that verse. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Something that I must say in most cases we're not really doing. What do you think? True, true. Mm. (laughs) We we don't put God first. And look at this about wisdom. Like I said, the wisdom of God is Christ. Look at this about wisdom. The Bible says wisdom is the principal thing. Yeah. The first thing you need is wisdom. He says, by wisdom, God founded the earth. Mm. So God could not found the earth without wisdom. Wisdom says, I was beside, I was before him, and I was beside him before his works of old. And I'm reading this from Proverbs 8, verse 22. It says, the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. Now, I, I gave this example, good GPR. I said, the works of God are still here. Why? Because they were established and built by wisdom. Mm. The earth is still here. Why? It has been enduring for ages. Why? Because it was built by wisdom. Anybody who builds by wisdom will build things that will endure even after they are gone. That's wisdom. He says here, I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. When there were not dead, I was brought forth. Who's that? It's wisdom. 
And whose wisdom? Wisdom is Christ. Wisdom is the word of God. That's why Jesus says, He that hears my word and does them, I will liken to a wise man. And what does Ephesians say? He says, be wise. He says, be wise. Let's redeem the time. It's time for the church to become wise, to operate in the wisdom of God. In Jeremiah, he says, if the word is not in them, what wisdom do they have? You cannot have the wisdom of God without the word of God. He says, let the word of God dwell richly in you, in all wisdom. Because when the word dwells in you, wisdom dwells inside you. Hmm. The the question is, how will the church then seek that wisdom if that wisdom is not preached from the pulpit? Now go see, now what Thomas and can we do all Thomas baby people? Can we do that for you? No, but the fact, Muruti. I mean, it's a a fact. How will we know about that wisdom, Muruti? If like now, I'm I'm hearing about it now. Only, only now. I'm not really saying that it's not being preached. Maybe it's me who haven't heard about it. Uh, but many people might be saying a different story out there. Now we hear about it, uh, you know, every Sunday, every meeting. We hear about Christ as being the wisdom of God. Christ as being somebody that we should focus on, and Christ as somebody that we must preach the same way as He was preached in the, the Book of Acts. The Bible says, and they went around preaching Christ, and we are preaching something else. You know what you are saying, Marit? It's very, very interesting. Now you you, you are t- 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 telling us about. What wisdom is doing? The things yeah. that have been produced or that we can get simply because we have sought the wisdom of God in our lives. We have made it our, our principal thing. God blesses us with those things. But it's like many people now are preaching like the message Eri Muruti. Seek these things. You know what I mean? Instead of seeking first the kingdom of God, we are seeking these things first. And I think that is where confusion, confusion is. Yeah, but look at look at what 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 Proverbs says. He said, he said you must search for her with everything. Talking about who wisdom, talking about who the word of God, Christ, because wisdom is the principal thing. Yeah. C- can we agree then that maybe it is not what we have been seeking? No, I think the truth of the matter is that we, we people have been haven't been seeking because they haven't known what to seek. <laughs> because it has been it's not it's not been preached. Yes, you see, people can tell you seek for wealth and seek for what. Those things are not going to save you. Mm. Seek for wisdom. Because wisdom says the following. He says, I mean, this is amazing. He says, I wisdom dwell with prudence. I find out knowledge and dis- and discernment. The fear of the Lord, he says, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Mm. You know, and this is he amazes me. He says, cancel is mine. Sound wisdom. I am understanding I have strength. By me, kings reign. Now, we know, we confess this, that we are kings. Isn't it, Godfrey? Mm. We are kings and priests unto God. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. are by me kings reign. That means if you are without wisdom, mm-hmm. though you are a king, you will not be able to reign because you need wisdom as a king to reign. Mm-hmm. Because wisdom will place you at the place of rulership. Yeah. And it says, rulers decree justice. It says, by me, princesses rule and nobles and all judges of the earth. It says, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Mm. And look, I mean, this is amazing. It says, riches and honor are mine. Enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold. 
Yes, than find gold. My revenue than choice silver. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of paths of justice, that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth. Mm. So the key to wealth transfer is the wisdom of God. You know, Godfrey, I think you know me now. I like to hear, I'm a prophet, I sometimes hear these things God saying prophetically about what's going to happen, but I know if, if what God is saying, which the prophetic brings knowledge of it, mm. what's going to apply that knowledge is going to be wisdom. Yeah. What I need after I head, I need to be able to perceive what God is saying and correctly position myself so that what he said, when it happens, I'm able to receive it, mm. to, to properly interpret what God is saying, so that I'm in line, I've aligned myself with what he's saying, so that I'm at the place where I'll be able to receive based on what I've heard. Hmm. All right. Okay. So, 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 so here's what wisdom is saying. If, hmm. if anybody has questions about it, go Proverbs 8. It says here, riches and honor are with me. Hmm. So if you are looking for riches and honor, seek wisdom. And then you'll find it. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, yeah. I, I want to go a, a little bit. Just take it a little bit further. All right. Because when you look at uh, Colossians, and I want to read it, mm. uh, so that everybody knows, or uh, it's more babbling. Yeah. For Colossians chapter three, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, mm. in all wisdom. In all wisdom. Now, when Jesus, <laughs> this is interesting, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in something and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the, to the Lord. So he says, in all wisdom. What is wisdom? The proper application of knowledge. In all wisdom. So the word of Christ must dwell richly in us, in all wisdom. Because there's no, that different aspects of the Word of God. There's different wisdom applied for different things. Meaning when the Word of God dwells in us in all wisdom, it will give us proper application in different areas of our lives so that when we build, whatever we build, will be built on the solid foundation. And we will be able to build in the midst of challenges. We'll be able to build successful homes, successful businesses, successful lives in the midst of challenges. Because why? We possess knowledge. We possess this wisdom of God. Now going back to uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 3, I'm, I'm reading on. And Paul says the following, says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given to me, by the effective working of, of his power. To me, who I am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I may preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, in all riches. So how rich Christ is. Now, this is the thing, Godfrey. Mm. We've been presented Christ in one aspect. Okay. Yet Christ has many aspects to himself. Mm. The whole book from Genesis to Revelation is Christ. It's the manifold revelation, what I call the manifold expressions of Christ. Mm -hmm. Different expressions of, it, of the same person. It's him expressing himself through Daniel, through Joseph. It's him expressing himself through the stories of Mordecai. It's him as the Redeemer in, in, 
in, in the story saying. So we see him in different aspects, the Redeemer, the Savior, the Judge. Daniel means God is Judge. So it's Christ who's Judge. That means he and can be whatever we want him to be. Yes, but we've been presented to him in one particular aspect, neglecting the rest. So we've, we focus on one aspect of him, but we've not focused, for example, First Samuel says, God is a God of knowledge. He knows. He possesses all knowledge. And he wants to reveal himself to this generation as that. And he, he has been limited. People have limited God. They've only limited him to church meetings. He doesn't want to just be in church meetings. He wants to be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in every aspect of your life, in how you raise your children, how you run your money. He wants to be there in every aspect of life. He wants to be applied. Mm. So we've just limited him to place him in a certain corner and think we don't need him when we go to work. Yeah, maybe we, we just know him as the one who we should just worship on on Sundays, and that's all. We don't think that he's interested in the daily affairs of our lives. <laughs> and, and that's the I think that's where the problem comes. Yes, that's that's, he wants to work with you. He wants to promote you at work. Yeah. He says, give me first place, and I'm going to promote you at work anywhere. I, I remember, Muruti, there was a time in my life I was extremely tired and I was complaining. I know I, I shared this testimony many years ago go, go to the listeners of Ray Puppet. I was like tired. I was like, Lord, some people are happy they're in heaven. <laughs> and here I am stressed, not knowing what to do. And guess what? I remember exactly what the Holy Spirit said to me on that particular day. He said to me, you know what? I can make heaven come right where you are. I can make it. You know, I can make it come to you. And I'm telling after that, my life changed. I was never the same again. I realized that, oh, heaven is like you said, it's not up there. You know what I mean? It's heaven crazy. is right inside our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom is actually inside <laughs> us. But we're going to get the kingdom out of us yeah. in manifestation. Yeah. And, and how, how do we involve him, Ruti? For instance, we've got challenges at work. You are a doctor. You are doing this operation. You don't know what to do. Can you still ask him to guide your, 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 your hands in terms of a successful operation? For instance, you are, you, are, you are selling something and it's not working. Are you able to go to him and ask him to give you advices in terms of what is that you need to do or what is it that you, you must sell? And many other things that go on and so on. Maybe you are studying and you can't concentrate. It's difficult for you to do. Can you still ask him to help you there? Is he interested in all those things? Oh, well? he's very much interested. Because he wants to be all in all. He wants to be glorified all the time. So as a doctor, imagine you were working with the great physician, Jesus. He lives inside of you. The one who possesses all knowledge. Yamot, who made man, who formed him from the dust. So if there's a challenge anywhere in his body, the Holy Ghost can actually tell you where the challenge is. If you are studying, he can show you how to study better for your exam. If you are a businessman, invite him, set him up as the CEO of your company. You know, I think most people don't know, but one of the things, you know, is your, the convener, your excellency, Mr. Is that he has set Jesus as the shareholder of his companies. And go for it. This is the truth. 
I see they representing that, you know, as a director. They, the growth of that business does not make sense naturally. Mm. If he's listening to phone, they, they don't make sense mm. because they are, it's not, it has, it has nothing to do with natural. It has everything to do with Jesus being there as a shareholder in that business. All right. The, the global, you are there, you know, global business roundtable and global fine. Things that are happening there, they don't make sense to mm. the natural man. How do you explain a three-year organization that is launching more than about 15 countries and all over South Africa now? The growth cannot be described. You were there at the gala dinner. Look at the, you, that is not human. That cannot be explained on a human level. It only takes God. Why? Because the wisdom of God is applied, because God is put first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And let me just touch on his righteousness, because I know people have been misunderstood about what the righteousness of God is. The righteousness of God is what's right is what he says, and what he says is his will. So when you seek the kingdom of God, you seek his righteousness. He says, I do not speak what's right. What's right is his word. So his word is his will, and his will is his righteousness. That's what seeking the kingdom of God. Seek him to rule over your life, and what the ruler says, what the king is saying, is what is right, and that's what goes. The fall of man was because Adam changed what God said, what he commanded him, what he, he says, my commands are right. Mm. So it's, it's what he says is what goes. Don't try to change it. Don't try to make it what you want to make it to be. Like this generation think they can change what God's word says. You can't change it. All right. Okay, Marut. Let's yeah. always write that. 22 minutes after 8 on the Rupopedio Daily Companion. How are you doing? Redomel lady SMS Tahojalomo zero one zero three seven eight seven one three seven eight seven one Sadarnali Apostle Robert Nyalungu twenty three minutes after eight. AM. Studio Plus ke lefelo le le tlhagisang dikgatiso tsa television le mantso. Fa o batla tshedimosetso ka dikgatiso tsa mantso ile di video go hira di diriswa mo go le go fetolela di video go DVD o ka ikgolaganya le Studio Plus mo 0123341200. Kana wa ya go websiteng www.radiopulpit.co.za go na le mabaka le melao. Join me, Mpoma Shishi, for the very best of local and international gospel. Every Saturday morning between 9 and 11, where I get to bless you with good, uplifting gospel sounds and speaking to artists about their music and ministry. So go on, tune in, and your Saturday mornings will never be the same again. 
Kules piti piti salom slaba iskati siyango gni panga guwe. Goto ano magunjali selfoni yako yona ishala inawe nga zonke ikadi. Nga kwa ke isebenzise fagashala i website ya wa radio pulpit gu selfoni yako guzufuselege emoyen wako. Lapo ke unga wazi noguti wazi gabanzi ngati unga pinde futu wazi no downloader ama fence e paipili gu selfoni yako. Ufunde nengwati i wait for today uzo wazi futi nogusilalela. Gonke logo uktola njengo kutu vagashele ku www.radiopulpit.co.za Ivagashele i website yetu ngoba ienzelwe i cellphone yako. Uredo Pulpit, ngomsizi wako ekufuneni ingazelo.
this rushed world, there is limited time for yourself. Your cell phone, however, is with you all the time. Use it. Visit Radio Pulpit's website with your cell phone and restore your soul. There you can find out more about us. Download the Bible to your cell phone, read Word for Today, and you can listen to us as well. Just go to www.radiopulpit.co.za and visit our website, especially developed for your cell phone. Radio Pulpit, your companion in the search for meaning. Kodwa ausakolelwa kuloko inkinga zempilo sezifuna ukushabalalisa impilo yakho ziphinde ziphonse phansi ungasakwazi ukuvuka kunjalo nje kukhona ithimba labantu eliqeqeshwe ezingeni eliphezulu kumnyango wekhululeka lakwa Radio Pulpit abangamukela ucingo lwakho kwamanje ku 012334 shaya kwamanje ungasacitsa isikhathi Zole pa stop. Nizwisikisha na sabantu stop ange station says kukuli impilo zimdeniazo. Omunyo wabute. Upshunga bingo benga kwa zangu ngena kusekseni. Nga vele nga bacho yina. Ngati pela nina. Nikuluma ange station sami. Ireto pulpitegu AM657. Espateli indavezi mnandi na itoko zisayo. Station says mpindeni ngotando. Ezvoseleli mshate ntenga ntengayo. Sifundise ngocheso na mandro kabula incha. Esingene shie ndwe nzezwe. Ireto pulpitegele. O AM657 amakhayi wafafaza ngomoyo inxwele kuvele ithelezini ke ele somamara khaura ya bokai ya ya borobedi mori popedi odele company mrut are you still there yes i'm here okay oh, i'm going to read some of the sms's thiriti lemfa omwe are rekunare kisimole fokai kisimole fokai omare could you please send me pastanya lungo's number <laughs> Is it possible? Or should we do at the end of the program? No, we'll, we'll do it at the end of the program. All right. And this one says, I have been born again for 25 years. I've tried to do right and thought I had wisdom. I fail in school and work. I don't perform well. I work hard to no avail. Please help. Very simple. The Bible says, uh, at least there's one whose work is in wisdom. And that wisdom brings increase. It can never bring decrease. So if he says he's been working in wisdom, I question that wisdom. Is it the wisdom of the world or the wisdom of God? Because the wisdom of God will obviously make you successful. And Jeremiah puts it here, he says, if the word is not in them, what wisdom do they have? That means they have a wisdom that is not of God, it's of the world. So being born again, Uh, makes you a child of God. But we know that doesn't mean a child has wisdom. Because <laughs> when you're born, any child does not possess wisdom. It only means that you're born in a family where you have access to that wisdom, but you must enter and get access, know the keys. And well, what what about the, the, the asking aspect of it? Most of the times we don't receive because we don't ask. We don't and sometimes we don't ask because we don't know that and uh, what it, do we it is let, there. We let, if any man lacks what? Wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, yeah. let him ask of God who give it liberally and abradeth not. Mm. Meaning God won't come and say, yeah, you know, that's why we go matating, No, he will give you the wisdom to get you out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, it is uh, 28 minutes to 9 on the Rupert Daily Companion. This one says, Godfrey, 
And Pastor, please, as you quote scriptures, please give also verses because we are taking notes here. And that is Mdu Zondo. Okay. Yeah. How many verses have you quoted so far? Okay, we quoted quite a lot. Eh? Yeah, yes, yeah. maybe Maruti, we can go back to some of the ones that you quoted because we want yeah, people we call to it, go we call it and verify. Yeah, Ephesians 3, uh, verses 9. You know, God, why I like to go to Ephesians 3. I want them to read the whole chapter. Okay. That's, I do it on purpose. Sometimes mm. go Greg and then I just preach. I said, no, Ephesians chapter 2. Because I want people to read the Bible. Mm. These days, people don't even read the Bible. Anybody can tell them anything. They must go study this book. Yeah. I want them by. He called Daniel. The whole book that Daniel, Daniel. understand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why sometimes I just say, Ikokai. Because mm-hmm. I want them to actually go search for it. Yeah. They, their Bible, they searched mm. to see if the things that were spoken by Paul were so. That's what I always tell people. You must check me out. Go read your own Bible. Okay. So the, the, the chapters that you quoted? Yeah, and then we quoted Colossians chapter 3. All right. Daniel chapter 1. Okay. Um, and then we, we spoke about, we, we'll talk about Isaiah now, All very right. soon. Okay. We spoke about First Corinthians chapter 2. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Those are the... Uh, the we spoke about Proverbs chapter 8 from verses 1. Hmm. Yeah. All right. And this one says, Muruti, oh, this one really needs your prayers and God's intervention. I lack wisdom. I fail in everything I do. I'm a student who fails every exam. Oh, it must be frustrating for this one, Muruti. I love God and pray for wisdom and found none. I don't know where I went wrong. I don't know, Muruti. Can you be able to assist there? Yes. He that asks, let him ask in faith. Hmm. So asking in faith is this way. Is asking with the knowledge that what you are asking for is what God wants to give you, and you are confident that He wants you to have wisdom. Mm. Now, what makes people's faith most of the time don't work because they don't know that the thing they're asking for God wants them to have. Now, I'm telling you, according to the Word of God, God wants you to have wisdom. In the same way, He wants you to have the kingdom. Yeah. It is good pleasure mm. to give you wisdom. He cannot res- withhold wisdom from you because he wants you to have it. And what about following the good or the right career path? Sometimes we we are not informed with regard to which careers should we choose. We are doing this and that and that because of people are recommending that uh, to us to do, Maruti. Whereas if we knew exactly what to do, we'd end up following exactly what God has laid in our heart, and we're not going to struggle because we're doing something that we love. What about that one, Ruth? How can you advise people with regard to that one, choosing their careers, knowing that they are in line with the purpose and the plan of God in their lives? It becomes much easier when you do something that is already in you, unlike when you do something... Actually, we we touched on it when we talked about the manifold wisdom of God. God designed you to succeed at what He planned for you to do. He did not design you to succeed at any other thing. You only are successful based on what you are wired to do. Now, here's what Paul says about this. This is very interesting. He talks about the mystery of the will. Because God's will is a mystery. Mm. That's why it must be revealed. The Holy Spirit must reveal to you what was in the heart and the mind and the purpose of God when he created you. Because you are only successful doing that. 
You know, Ephesians 1 verse 1, Paul says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Galatians 1 verse 1. So he says, I am Paul, and Paul is an apostle by God's will, by God's purpose. That's why he was successful, because he was doing what he was born to do as an apostle. And that came to him by the revelation of God's will or God's purpose for his mm. life. It is so key for everyone to know what is God's will for your life. You can't be successful in any other thing. Ask us, we've tried. Mm. I was born to do this. I'm anointed to do this. Jeremiah chapter 1, before I formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Like I said to everyone, God already knew you. He possessed all knowledge before eternity. He knew you. He knows everything about you. And he designed you. And he designed the path for you that you must take. So you must come to the revelation of God's will for your life. You must come to know that because it's going to help you to make right choices. Now, if you don't know who you are, you don't know God's purpose for your life, you're going to make wrong choices. Mm. And those choices are going to affect your life. You see? They're going to affect because you're going to choose wrong people. You're going to marry a wrong person for wrong reason. And this is not who you're designed to be with because you don't know who you are. So the key here is come to know God's will for your life. Know who you are. And that's why Paul says it. And here's what's interesting. He talks here about the wisdom of God that's been a mystery. You remember, the, the mystery must be revealed. Who reveals it? The Holy Spirit, who yeah. brings to light the mysteries of God, the light Jesus himself. Mm. So Jesus and the Holy Spirit are assigned to reveal to us. Jesus said to his disciples, I have many things to tell you, but you cannot endure now. But however, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he'll guide you in all truths. Mm. Grace goes together with truth. People are preaching grace. And thinking that grace substitutes the truth of God's word. That is crazy. God's word, God's grace does not substitute the truth of God. God's grace actually allows us to have access to the truth of God so we can align our lives in line with that truth and therefore live lives the way God intended for us to live. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm not going to take any more calls because it's a long procedure for me to get hold of Maruti. For instance, somebody is calling and I try to ask, answer that call and then have a break of her. Hey, I have to go through, uh, but again, switchboard for me to go to Maruti. So please, let's rather for concentrate more on the SMSs and email addresses. Or go to my Facebook page, Godfrey Mavi. I'm not going to take any more calls because I'm avoiding that situation where it's not nice at all. So please, uh, just for tonight, uh, so I'm not taking calls to avoid us. Ah, it's a long procedure. <laughs> and I don't think you want that. I don't think the listeners want that. Uh, is it, okay, let me rather not uh, give them the numbers uh, again. But what I will do is I'm going to give you our SMS number, 37871, starting with the key word Godfrey. It's much cheaper, you know what I mean. I know that uh, you might not be able to say all that you want to say, uh, uh, short SMSs, uh, short messages, but at least we'll have an, an, an idea of what you are trying to say. 37871, starting with the key word Godfrey. 37871, starting with the key word Godfrey. Alternatively, my email address, godfrey at za. And those who prefer emails, feel free to do so. More by sending those questions and those comments to that email address.
numbers uh, 378-71 and be reminded that your SMS will cost you only one around 50. Yes, Muruti? Um, okay, yeah. Coffee. I uh, want to th- read this one. Yeah. Ephesians 1 verse 9. Here, having made known to us, hmm. you remember Mola Ari, by which he made known to me the mystery. Hmm. He says, having made known to us the mystery of his will. So God's will is a mystery. Now, I've studied several mysteries in the Bible. It's the mystery of his kingdom, the mystery of the faith, the mystery of godliness, the mystery of Christ, the mystery of the ages, the mystery of his will. So all of it is a mystery, but it's revealed to us by his spirit, by the spirit of grace, who reveals these things to us. You see? So he says here, the will of God is a mystery. It's a mystery according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. So it is God's pleasure, like Jesus said, it is pleasure to give to us the kingdom. It is pleasure that we know his will. You know, Paul prays to the church in Colossians. He says that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Wisdom again and spiritual understanding, but that you might be filled with the knowledge. God wants you to know what his will is. He wants you to come to the knowledge of that will, that purpose that he established or gave you birth for. And the Holy Spirit is the agent by which you can know that will. And so is Jesus. Jesus came as the light to reveal who the Father is, to reveal God's will. That is God's will to heal. That is God's will for you to prosper. That is God's will for you to have the kingdom. That is God's will. So it's here to reveal because light brings things to light. It reveals things. It brings things into manifestation. So we no longer live in the dark once light has been given. You know, a, a revelation or revealed knowledge belongs to men. The things that God has revealed, they belong to us and our children, and our children's children, so that we don't have generations walking in ignorance after another generation, you know? You find the whole family trying to succeed at one thing, and they're failing one generation after the other, so that generational whatever it is called can be broken, so that people can get knowledge and come out of that ignorance, that darkness, and operate in in light, and become and function as who God meant for them to be. I mean, especially this generation. They're tired. They don't just want to be doctors and, like, be tired, you know, doctor, teacher. No, they want to be who God meant for them to be, for this generation. And we've got to allow them to walk in the revelation of who they are. All right. Okay, it is 17 minutes to 9. More read Pupedio daily companion. Ergebale this message. Thank you, Pastor, to unveil the truth. This is deep, but praise the Lord. Me, Louisa from uh, Midrand. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I hear people most of the time, you know, when I say things like this, they say they're deep. Mm. But deep calls unto deep. If mm. we, when we, you, you spoke before, you know, my mother told me, going deeper, mm. stop being shallow. Deep waters, let's get, let's get deeper. There are deeper things, deep secrets that God wants to be made known to the principalities and powers through us. And mm. that's the scripture I want to read because that's the basis of our topic. And Sikrea Mo Ephesians 3, 
uh, and then verses 9 and 10, it says, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. Yeah. So we must make everybody see this mystery, okay. which from the beginning of the ages, now this is interesting, that means even from the beginning of the ages, God already knew about this age. Hmm. He knew what will happen in this age, and there are things he purpose for this age. Now one of the things that's amazing, I, I know we come from Easter, that shows that, and I said this when I was presenting this, I said, there are things that principalities don't know, Satan doesn't know, angel mm. doesn't know, yeah. that God hid him, in himself. Yeah. No and it's amazing how sometimes Christians glorify Satan by saying, oh, the devil, the devil did this, the devil, as if he's, he's, he's omnipresent. <laughs> okay, so he doesn't know everything. No, no, the, the devil is not all-knowing. He's not. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not. And Some of these people, you know, but but for Mbazalana, about his Satan, who manifested in the world, about his love, but when Yeah, because before he knows what God's calling in me. Yeah, had he known Bible here, First mm. Corinthians chapter two, had he known, mm. had the rulers of this age had known mm. of the age, this age, the age of darkness, mm. had they known? Because this age of darkness is not there in the next age. In the next age, Satan he is who was, is and is no more. Mm. So he does not exist in other ages. Mm. The key is issue is here is that we as believers we have the power of the ages to come in this age. Okay. So we have a power that of an age in another age. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's why we have we, we are greater than him because we possess a power. In the Bible who've tasted the powers of the ages to come. Mm. But not that are now. We are in this age with the power of the age to come. Okay. We have access to it. Now, Eric, yeah. had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. All right. Had it, they known by doing that, hmm. actually they were destroying themselves, they would not have done it. Mm-hmm. Meaning he did not know. First Peter, and then I'm quoting, I can't remember that, Peter 1, Obalamo verse 9, there are things that angels desire to look into. Mm. which we preach by the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is the only one who knows the deep things of God. No man knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit is the one who reveals to us the deep things of God. It was him who revealed to Peter that Jesus is actually the Christ, the Son of God. You remember Samuel said, Lord, you have revealed to me. Who? He says you, he says you will not die until you see the, the salvation of Israel. Mm. And he was led by the Holy Spirit on that day to see Jesus. And he held Jesus, a little baby. Man, this, this does not make sense. He holds a little baby and he says, this is the salvation of Israel. Because it was revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit, now, here's the key issue. The devil does not have the Holy Spirit. Angels don't have the Holy Spirit. Who has the Holy Spirit, Godfrey? I, do, I have the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit, yeah. so you have the one who has access to the deep mysteries of mm. God. Muridi, let's take this other messages that have just come through. Umware, uh, wow, Paul Muridi G, my favorite scripture, Matthew 6.33, always shows we can't go wrong if we have him. Amen. Yeah. I like this new SMS language. Godfrey, thanks, uh, Pastor. Great teaching in the GBU from Oma. You know what GBU stands for? What does it stand for? I'm asking you. Hearing <laughs> it? GBU. GBU. Yeah. I, I don't know, Godfrey. I think it stands for God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> 
That is what I think it stands for. And this one says, schools are opening tomorrow. Are opening tomorrow. May you pray for God's wisdom to be in me, to guide learners and to prepare the disorder and counter at work. Ooh, Julia must say it. it must be frustrating to think about that one. But God will give you wisdom. Rudy, pray for her, please. Lord, can I do a general prayer for everybody? Oh, okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, hmm. we thank you, dear Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, yeah. you who's all-knowing, and knows every man by name, knew when they'll be, knew when they'll exist. And Lord, have bestowed within them great abilities and great grace. I pray right now, and I bring this nation, and I bring your children before you. Father, give them access in this season. Give them the relevant knowledge that they require in this season to walk worthy of you, to please you in every area and every aspect of their lives. I see that one father who's been listening and they've been wanting to know how to go about certain things. And right now I release the grace of Jesus upon that her life. I thank you. I hear Peggy. Peggy, I just release God's wisdom over your life to do what God has called you to do, Lord. Lord, I thank you for channeling her in the right parts of her life taking it to the right direction, Lord. I release it and I thank you for it. And I give you all the praise and the honor, Lord, as teachers and young people are going to school. Lord, Father, just give them the grace they need. Give them the relevant knowledge, the relevant understanding to walk in that which is perfect in your eyes. In Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, amen. Let's see. Let's see this one. It comes from Brewer Hans Berkhardt says, the revealed... Uh, the revelation of God comes to be very difficult today. I watched a movie called Face the Giant. It seems to be looking so easy to find the purpose. I'm doing what I can, but, but found it hard to find uh, who I am in Christ. That's uh, Brewer Hans Berkat. Yeah, God, you know, the, the reason for that, I, I always say this, mm. and maybe that's something the church needs to come to understand. You know, we have teaching, and teaching is great baptizes us and immenses us in the truth of God's word. The right teaching is critical to us coming to the knowledge of God's will. The wrong teaching that teaches us that, you know, the only people who are called in life are fivefold. No, 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 no. Mm. That that's what limits people when God starts speaking to them about other things that are limited. Like I already told my story years ago when God first said I was an apostle. I had never had a preaching on it. And then, you know, I battled with it because I only got it from the Word. And no man had ever said it. I didn't get confirmation, but God was speaking. Mm. And I knew His voice, you know. So it's important that we teach right truths about these things, you know, so that people, it becomes easier for them. Secondly, is to pattern, let's get to right churches that are teaching the right truths of God. Because that will help us, and where gifts of God are allowed. For example, it was the Holy Spirit through the church in Antioch who separate for me Paul and Barnabas for the work which I called them. Because the Holy Spirit will speak in those churches, and it is like in that church in Antioch, there were there were teachers and there were prophets. So let's get in right structures. Because part of the prophetic is to reveal God's will to His people. You see, and that prophetic gift can help people to access who they are. Because God can begin to speak to them about what he's called them to do and reveal themselves in the body of Christ and their giftings and their position in Christ. 
Amen to that. It is nine minutes to nine. More repeat your daily companion. Or the SMS is Sahaho starting with the key word uh, Godfrey. And remember again, for SMS will cost you only one hundred and fifty. This one are how can one align himself spiritually to hear God speaking like he spoke to the prophet uh, Givikta? It's very easy. Jesus says, first of all, number one, you must be born of God. <laughs> because, you know, I see Pierre's my voice, you have to be his. You must be his child. And some, most of the time, most Christians is that he's already speaking. You just were not taught how to descend if a God is God speaking. So you, you, you need to get relevant right teachings that are going to help you to know when is God speaking. Now, God, I need to say something that is dangerous. Okay. People think, people, most people are living in the Old Testament as New Testament church, where they think that God only speaks through their leaders. No, God speaks to all his children. Mm. Even when a prophet comes, most of the time, he's confirming what God has already spoken in your heart. Because God lives in you. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit only was upon certain people and not the rest of the people. But now, he's in all of us. That's why he says, they will all know me from the least to the greatest. And he says, my sheep hear my voice. He doesn't say, my prophets or my apostles. He says, all of them, my sheep, all of them know me. So it's not certain selected few. We are on different dimensions in that growth, but God speaks to you at your level. So it's, it's, it's being able to recognize when God is speaking. Sometimes God could speak to you when, you know, for example, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So mm. when you are moving out of righteousness, you could lose peace. And that's God speaking to you. You see, when that peace is not there. So we need to know how God speaks now to all of us. So you don't have to have the Old Testament prophets. Even the prophets now will reveal what's in your heart, what God has already put in your heart. Mm, all right. Um, Ruti, uh, before Samaya, let me quickly check uh, the last final message. In 2010, the Holy Spirit told me to start the ministry, but my fear uh, was I never went to Bible school. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Ruti? No, no, no. I want to go through. When are we going to I would not yeah, maybe I'm the one who was trying to joke with Rahonyana. I'm one of those. I'm a, okay, the Holy Spirit said, "Yenara ya Bible school." No, let Jeremiah, let Jeremiah, oh, oh, le, kumunyani, le mose. You know, if he wants you to go to Bible school, he would have said, "Go to Bible school, prepare." Yeah. Mm. You know, so it depends on your level of growth and where you are. That's what he will say. I mean, okay. for mm. me, it's so simple. Mm. Well, Mruti, Aria, Narere, Ifella, Fate, Manarona, Nakorona, Ristafella, come to give us your contact details. Okay, my, my cell phone number is uh, 072. Yes. 69. 69. 23. 23. 876. 876. 072 Yes, and then on Facebook, uh, it's uh, Robert Nalungu. Robert Nyalungu. Yes. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Yeah, and then my, my email, mm. uh, it's uh, Joseph Ministries. Oh, Joseph Ministries. Joseph Nyalungu Ministries. Oh, okay. Uh, Joseph, I have Yeah. My name is Tiana. Joseph. Okay, Joseph Nyalungu, Joseph Robert Ministries. No, Joseph Nyalungu Ministries.com. 
Ah, okay. Joseph Nyalungu Ministries dot com. All right, yes. Murud. All the best. Enjoy yourself. Hey, thank you, God. That lives deep in my heart And it says Oh Lord I love you I am blessed When I think of your goodness to me It comforts me daily But there are times in my life When things don't work out right And my burdens are heavy And there's no joy in sight Put my eyes back on you For you've always come through And with this simple refrain I will bless you, bless you Cause Lord, you've been good to me Made the way I could not see Your love came in and lifted me I won't Thank